Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm your announcer. We are pleased to be using our one talent to the glory of God with a desire to grow our brothers and sisters in Holy Communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The truth is revealed in the growth of the podcast in 47 countries, as well as the encouraging comments and heartfelt questions you have all sent us. We thank you for listening and sharing your experiences in prayer. And now, we are very excited to announce our October surprise. Fred also has a celebration announcement. And speaking of our host, here he is now. My friend and yours, Fred. Glory to God in the highest for his eternal mercies. Thank you, Richard, for that introduction. And I am thankful for you as well, my friend, because you are a providence of God for this ministry. Your generous help, you share your time and your expertise, even your technical expertise. But most of all, I really do appreciate your encouragement over these years and That has helped the ministry to go on and grow as well. So I too want to add my humble appreciation for everyone who listens and has written in or encouraged me in one way or another and given suggestions on how to make the podcast a little bit better. We do appreciate that. It is our October surprise. And as you know, if you've been listening from the beginning, that my first experience with the wounds of a faithful friend, ignited my prayer life. After a year of not being able to pray, he came to me and in short said, in our vernacular these days, he said, prayer is a command. You've got to get over yourself and start praying. And that is indeed what kick-started my prayer life. It did take a long time to get my prayer life rolling, but what started it was that rebuke Prayer is a command, no matter what. And I would, I've said it many times in my life, I would that I had obeyed everything the way I obeyed this exhortation to prayer. But I didn't, and I still don't. So you can pray for me in that regard as well, if you ever think of it. And I read a little treatise recently that got me to thinking, one of the reasons that I don't emphasize prayer being a command like my frustrated and very patient mentor did many years ago. The reason I don't emphasize that it's a command is that by the time 2018 rolled around, when we started the podcast, prayer for me, even then, the most blessed part of my day. And I can't imagine, except in the most extreme circumstances, like being in the hospital, going without talking to the Father as I normally do. But I read recently a treatise, I've read it several times now, from J.C. Ryle, titled, A Call to Prayer. And I was humbly reminded of that rebuke so many years ago. Again, prayer is a command we need to obey. Now, Ryle lived and preached in the 18th century, so the tone of this treatise that we're going to go through is different from our sensibilities. You're going to hear that. But I do believe I have been doing, actually, for the last four years, a disservice to Christians who might, like I did at the time, need to hear that prayer is a command. And you might need to hear it in a more forceful voice 
And that's what you'll hear for the month of October. In our October surprise, we are going to go bit by bit through that treatise and talk about it a little bit and see that prayer is indeed a command. And at the same time, it comes with a great reward of encouragement and soul satisfaction that we talked about. So just as a reminder in this little introduction, thank you once again for listening. And just as a reminder, the motivation and the results of our prayer come together as we grow. And the highest motivation, the ultimate motivation, we called it. We'll talk about that at some point too. Prayer serves a dual purpose, the blessing of man and the glory of God. Billy Graham is the one who said that, and we know that that's true. Prayer also conforms us to his will. We've talked about that before, and R.C. Sproul puts it this way. Prayer does change things, all kinds of things, but the most important thing it changes is us. As we engage in this communion with God more deeply and come to know the one with whom we are speaking more intimately, that growing knowledge of God reveals to us all the more brilliantly who we are and our need to change in conformity to him. Prayer changes us profoundly. I love the way these godly men put it. Jeremiah Burroughs, the old Puritan, in the context of experiencing God, experiencing eternal life right now that we've talked about, John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. We can do that now through Bible study and prayer. Jeremiah Burroughs said this, Christian contentment is that sweet, inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit which freely submits and delights in God's wise and fatherly disposal of every condition. And it is truly through prayer that we understand his wise and fatherly disposal of every season in our life. Lastly, Robert Murray McShane said, What a man is on his knees before God, that he is, and nothing more. And again, our exhortation, wherever you are in your prayer life, you will grow to that point where you're the point of your prayers and the reason you pray is God's glory. Those prayers will change us and conform us to his will and we will know that inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit that we long for. We won't fully know it till heaven, but we can know it now in every condition. And even if you say, I'm a long way away, Pastor McShane, from being on my knees before God what I should be, you will grow into that as well. Thank you once again for listening. Now to the episode. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred and I am the podcast host. If you listened to the to the full introduction, then you'll know a couple times that's my name. If you haven't, it's okay. I did recommend in the show notes, skipping ahead to the end of the introduction, if you have heard the whole thing, or you can listen to it. I think there's some value in listening to it again. Nevertheless, I am Fred, and we are in our October surprise, the beginning of our fifth year here at the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. And as you have heard a couple times, it's been an exciting year. 
in our October surprise, we did decide to do a call to prayer from J.C. Ryle. Yesterday's episode was, will probably be the longest of the episodes. We will play Chad and Joanna's music at the end from here on out. But but as we go through this, we do want to keep them concise as we can because we are going to endeavor to publish one every day. So we began with a long, the long introduction. For me, it was the introduction of this treatise on prayer. And so we're going to review just a little bit of that today, reading through there again. If you get the treatise, I think you'll enjoy it a lot and have the ability to read it over and over again. As we begin, though, let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. We do thank you and we bless you that you are the majestic king of the universe, the creator, the one who has the right to rule because you made everything. And we bless you as well that as mankind sinned and brought depravity to the universe, to this world, and even the universe, Lord Jesus, is groaning under the weight of sin. We do thank you that you made a way for salvation, and you are going to restore all things to your glory. While we wait and do your job here, we would just pray, Holy God, that you would help teach us to pray so that we can have that communion, so that we can know you, know what your will is, understand your glory and your holiness, and then glorify you, conform to your will, and experience you right here and now, Lord that's the wonderful gift you've given us. We can know you or begin to know you right now. So we just pray in our hearts and bow before you. And I would pray that everyone who listens would understand what a great privilege and an opportunity we have. Thank you for the words of uh, Pastor Ryle. And we just would pray that even though it's from a different time, you would move on our hearts to help us to understand and to help us realize how badly we need our communion with you. We thank you that you make it clear it is a command, even though, holy God, the reward of that is in our efforts, in our endeavors to that communion, the sweet fellowship with the holy God of the universe, a taste of what we will see in glory. Again, I bless you and thank you. Whoever hears this, whenever they hear it, your name will be lifted up and glorified. I pray this in that holy name to your glory, the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As I said, this is day two of our October surprise, and we are back to a call to prayer. And we are going to begin. It's on page six if you have the, if you've downloaded the treatise, you can get it in several places. So it's there if you want to read along. But we are going to begin in the second paragraph down on page six. And I'm going to have to get better at the quote and unquotes because I interrupt these quite a bit. But it's necessary, I think. But that's the way we've formatted this October surprise. So again, second paragraph down on page six. J.C. Ryle writes, Just as it is with a mind and body, remember he went through a list of things that other people cannot do for us that we have to do for ourselves, prayer being one of those. So he moves from reminding us in general of the things that we have to do by ourselves. And he begins here. Just as it is, quote, Just as it is with the mind and body, so it is with the soul. 
There are certain things absolutely needful to the soul's health and well-being. Each must attend to these things for himself. Each must repent for himself. Each must apply Christ for himself. And for himself, each must speak, must speak to God and pray. You must do it for yourself, for by nobody else can it be done. To be prayerless is to be without God, without Christ, without grace, without hope, and without heaven. It is to be on the road to hell. Now can you wonder that I ask the question, do you pray? I ask again whether you pray because the habit of prayer is one of the surest marks of a true Christian. End quote. Amen to that. And it is the case. And I wanted to review that again today because it's so important. And again, I wanted to put it in context. Praying is that thing. Communing with our God is one of those things that we have to do for ourselves. And it's important. And then he says, to be prayerless is without, is to be without God, without Christ, without grace, and without hope, and without heaven. It is those things in a practical way, even for Christians. When we are prayerless, we're not, when we are not communing with God, and we mentioned this yesterday, we don't have the comfort that that communion brings. We don't have the grace in seeing those answered prayers. We don't have the hope that we go before the King, the mighty God of the universe, to give our prayer requests and our worship. And without heaven, and again, I just wanted to reinforce eternal life, John seventeen three, and this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. That's heaven, and we can experience it now. I don't know if you've ever thought about it before. I know I've mentioned it a lot during the four years of the podcast so far, but what a blessing it is to know, to experience, to apprehend some of that eternal life right now. And then, of course, if you have no appetite for prayer, it is a good question. Are you saved? We will pray and we will grow in prayer, as I said yesterday. The sentiments that Ryle has expressed so far, I listened to a sermon just just a few days ago from Alistair Begg, and he said the exact same thing. He said it in a different way for a couple of reasons. One of those is he's a different person. He's a different preacher. And the other one is we live in a different time and the language we use is different. But he said the exact same thing. We are missing out as children of God if we don't come to Jesus, come to the Father in prayer. One of the other points that Alistair Begg made that I don't think I've ever made before, but it's absolutely true, is when we look at the life of Christ, if it was necessary for him to have that daily extended communion with God, it simply doesn't make any sense that it's an option for us. And then he says again, I ask again whether you pray because a habit of prayer is one of the surest marks of a true Christian. And we all at times battle with our assurance of our salvation. We sin. We're like Peter who denied, remember when he denied Jesus three times? And then Jesus came back and said, do you love me? And he said, I love you. And he said, Jesus again said, do you love me? And he said, I love you. And Jesus asked him a third time. And Peter called out to the omniscience of God. Thou knowest all things in the old King James. He knows our hearts. He knows we love him. But our struggle comes 
from the fact that our lives always don't match up. Like either we sin, we sin repeatedly, we ask for repentance, and sometimes we ask ourselves, am I really saved? Do I really know Christ and keep doing this stupid thing over and over again? And it's a good question. Now, with regard to that, I want to go to a famous section in Scripture in 1 John, and you know it already. You've probably memorized it or you've been encouraged to, to memorize it. And on the spot, I'm not not memorizing it. But John says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So the testimony from heaven is that we're sinners. Even as saved people, we know that that's the case. We know that that's true. We hate it. But like in Romans 7, we go back and forth and we do the things that we don't want to do and the things that we want to to do, we don't do. So that need of assurance, that desire to be in God's presence is such a key element because we struggle in our sins and our desire to be close to God is one of those assurances from the Holy Spirit that we are saved. And in fact, William Bridge, an old Puritan, wrote, in one of his exhortations, prayer is the Christian's element. And as the fish lives in water and dies when out of it, so a Christian lives in prayer as his element. And everything that we desire, even our own peace and comfort that we saw yesterday as well, comes in the fullest force when we have that habit of prayer. It doesn't have to be long. We've talked about that. It doesn't have to be detailed. We've talked about that before. Your prayer will will grow and it will change and it will be a glory, but it won't do any of those things if we don't get started. So when we ask the question with J.C. Ryle, do you pray? It's of key importance for your own soul and for your own purpose here in this life as well. As we pray, we learn the will of God. When we see his answers, we learn his will. I'm going to go on real quickly. So for today, again, I just wanted to reinforce a couple of things here as well. I pray for you. I pray, even though I don't know all around the world, I don't know everyone who prays, but I do pray for you. And there are things in scripture we can pray for one another, spiritual growth that we will learn to pray. Obviously, that's the point of all this that will be comforted, that will be safe. There are many countries that this podcast is heard in where it's very dangerous to listen to not only this podcast, but any communication like this, any Christian communication. So we pray for your safety here in this country where we're not as yet persecuted as you are. So people can pray for you, but your own heart, your own development can only come as we seek Him daily in our communion. And one of the reasons that I weep sometimes when I pray, and I do, I've told you before, I used to when my children were growing up, I would go into their rooms and pray over them a few times a week. And sometimes I just wept because I knew the trials that they would have to go through. And trials hurt. And it's the same thing for you. It's the same thing that motivates this podcast I can't even imagine, and sometimes I weep in the same way that there are prayerless Christians. 
out there. So whatever you think of Ryle, whatever you think of me, if this is the first and last time you ever listen to this podcast, I encourage you to seek the presence of God daily. I can't even imagine how you live. In the stern words of of Ryle here, he can't understand a prayerless Christian. My heart breaks for a prayerless Christian. It doesn't have to be that way. You have access to the Almighty God of the universe. So again, for your own soul for today's episode, with Ryle, I ask again whether you pray because a habit of prayer is one of the surest marks of a true Christian. I do thank you for listening. But again, the exhortation is let's pray and let's pray for one another. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Once again, I thank you that this is a command. I thank you that daily, even in my sin and repentance and sorrow over my over my flesh, I can come before you and repent and have access to you. I thank you, Holy God, that I am now living a life that I always wanted to live in my inner man, one that I get to minister. And sweet Jesus, that is all from you, and that is because of prayer, and it's because even of years of groaning in prayer and seeking you. So encourage my brothers and sisters, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, they have access to you. And Lord, I know it's going to grow in their lives. Lord Jesus, I know it's going to grow. But I pray in the next few days as they begin or begin again their prayer lives and they seek you with all their hearts, that you will give them those touches, those glimpses of eternity that will glorify you and assure their hearts. Thank you, Jesus. We pray by faith, knowing that you're there and you listen and you answer and you care. And as Mary, sometimes all we need to remember is that you weep with us. To the glory of God, we present our hearts to you, praying your will be done all around the world, in every life, for your glorious, majestic name's sake. And in that name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Jesus, our Savior, we bow before you in humility praying that you would make it so faithful. Your word says, is he who has called us and he also will bring it to pass. Glory to God. What a hope for this soul. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Let's pray for one another.